Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host. And today we are starting podcast one of a series of podcasts on how do I. I've gotten a lot of how do I questions lately. How do I do this? How do I do that? All in related to speech and language therapy types of things. And one of the questions I've gotten just in the last few weeks, how do I help a child move from single words to sentences? In fact, one therapist was talking to me about a class they you know, wanted to go to where it was going to be over $1,000 working on helping helping children transition from single words to multiple word phrases. And I'm like, hey, look, this is how you do it. So you don't need to spend a thousand bucks on that. Let me help you save your thousand dollars. And let's talk about how to move a child from single words to sentences. I also got the same question with a therapist several weeks ago now working with an older fella. And she was like, well, how do I get him to move from single words to sentences? I mean, he's 15. Well, he's 15. His cognitive age is a little closer to more like two or three, uh, though he is reading. So that's debatable. It could be actually a little bit higher, but he's really not using single words to communicate wants and needs. And he's certainly not using phrases or sentences. So we talked a long time and we did some sessions about how to help move this fella from single words to full sentences. So there's been a lot of how do I and all related to this, you know, how do I incorporate sequencing? We're going to talk about that. How do I incorporate use of carrier phrases? We're going to talk about that. How do I use a sentence strip? We're going to talk about that. All of it in this podcast. So we are going to start with part two. So we're going to pick up where we left off talking about how do I. So then I try to set up some sequencing activities. One of my favorite sequencing activities is where I'll set up a bunch of, why do I always go to farm animals? But you know what? I like always have farm animals available, but I've also got like, you know, the Fisher Price Happy Family people too. That goes with the like little house. They're good for this too. But I take do a dot markers. If you don't know what do a dot markers are, let me enlighten you. Do a dot markers are awesome. They're these markers and you screw the top off and then you just dot the dots like all over the piece of paper. So it's like paint, but controlled paint. Not like crazy, put my paintbrush in all these colors and I'm painting the whole wall paint. None of that mess. It's more like controlled paint and it's still fun. So I'd get take do a dot markers. I take farm animals, happy family people, door the explorer, little critters and figures I have, just any little objects that I've got in therapy. And then I take the do a dot marker. This is all in real time. And I make the things dirty. I don't do this in advance. I just do it in therapy. And I make the little, whatever it is, the person dirty. Here's one thing I do in advance. I get a little tiny Tupperware container of water, like a small one, very shallow water. And I get a whole, whole, whole bunch of paper towels. And I tell the child, okay, close your eyes. No looking, no looking. Peep eye, close your eyes. And then I make the animal, and they're not have their eyes really closed, but they think it's fun to keep eyes covered up. And then I make the animal or whatever is dirty with a do a dot marker that shows up really well. And I'm like, oh no, they're so dirty, dirty cow, dirty boy, dirty tub, dirty chair, whatever it is. And then make sure you can put this thing in the water. And then we put in the water, we wash it. So see, it's a two word phrase, dirty. And it can be a carrier phrase, but it doesn't have to be, you know, so it's set up to be a carrier phrase if you need it to be, and then it can evolve into more. And you can use a two word phrase with that. So wash chair, wash cow, wash boy, wash girl. If they're ready for more, you can do longer sentences with that. And then clean 
girl, clean boy, clean dog, you know, and you take it through each one and you have them dried off. So they are physically hiding their eyes while you dirty up whatever it is with a duodot marker. And then they take it and it's dirty. They put it in the water and then they have to wash it. So it's a nice verb. Wash, boy, wash, you know, washing. So, you know, what are you doing? And you want to have a picture phrase. Um, washing girl, washing boy, you know, whatever it is. And then dry boy. So see how it's a sequence? Dirty, wash, clean. Early, first, next, last. And then also two-word phrase, two-word phrase, two-word phrase for each part of the whole thing. And then you can expand on those two-word phrases. You can also expand when it comes to the train track. First, you can sabotage, like the one I was talking about before, sabotage with putting one thing in front of it with a two-word phrase. But then that evolves into turn-taking. They can put something there and I can tell it to move, or I can put something there and they can tell it to move. Or then we can evolve into, we don't always have to do like move cow. We can always have the cow or the pig or the whatever it is jump out of the way. So you know, the cow's in the way. Oh no. Then I can say, what are we going to do? Make it jump or run. So I'm giving them a choice for them to use. So jump. So then jump cow. So make it jump. And then they have to jump the cow out of the way of the train. And then they say it, you know, and I can have picture cards there for them to also use. So see, that's one way is to move away from the simple carrier phrase, but still have some easy like sentence strips that they can, you can use to have them talk. And then you can give them choices. So after you move from the carrier phrase and start giving them choices, you want the cow to jump or you want the cow to run out of the way and have both pictures there and then have them pick. And if they're not going to pick, you pick for them and say, okay, maybe you give a model at first. Jump cow. And so you want to have them touch it. Jump cow. And then the next time they get to choose again. So you want it to swim out of the way or you want it to jump out of the way. So they want to swim horse because horses swim, right? But does it matter? No. So then you want to have them try to say, because at this point they're used to using the pictures. So it's not a new thing for you to introduce that and have them do that. So then you have them pick the two pictures and then they say the word with the object and easy sentence strip. And you're moving away from that carrier phrase into more of them choosing, them developing the sentence. But you've also got a very concrete thing right there for them to use. And it's all very start, do, finish. You can clean the whole thing up and like, whoop nothing. But don't forget the cleanup time is a great opportunity to use multiple word phrases. And then from that, so I usually always start with a noun verb, noun verb, or verb noun, verb noun. But somehow or another, there should always be verb action something with the object. So don't forget about those verbs because you can't make a sentence without a verb. And then when I move to the three word phrase, you know, they're kind of past the whole carrier phrase thing. So then I start to get into descriptives. So I do sort of a descriptive noun and verb. Do we want the slow car? or the fast car. And for descriptives, I really want to use things that are very, very different. They either have a lot of different movement patterns and we can sort of act it out or my voice can follow it like big ball or little tiny baby ball. You know, my voice can kind of go with that. So it keeps it more interesting and it's very different and big descriptives, you know, they're not the same, like smooth and bumpy. I mean, can do smooth and bumpy, but that's really like the advanced class. So I start with like big, little, fast, slow, hot, cold. I mean, you got hot and cold packs. And in most clinics, you got like a microwave or you can stick it in the freezer when you first got there that morning. So you can throw hot and cold packs for bean bags. So for like on the floor, tic-tac-toe, so that you can do, they want to throw the cold one. So I throw cold, you know, and if they get their pronouns a little messed up right now, does it really matter? No, because they'll straighten it up. So you could always do, you know, me throw cold or I throw cold if they get the I thing, which they might. 
might, you know, me, I, I don't ever go to the you thing. That's another podcast about pronouns, which I'll how to do because I've been getting that question a ton. But usually I kind of stick to them, like for them. It's all about them anyway. So I throw cold, me throw cold, you know, me kick cold, or I might do mom though, because really in this situation, it's more like you're labeling mom throw cold, more like that. Or I might have like Barbies, like the girl, you know, Barbie, the girl throw cold, not she so much. So I'll have like a thing that has to throw the cold. So I just want to have a noun, a verb, and a descriptive is what I try to do for my multiple word, you know, as I move to three word phrases. And I can use a sentence strip for that too. But at that point, when you get to three plus word phrases, you're kind of getting into past a sentence strip. It's less echolalic if you've moved past this point. You might still need a little bit of that going on. And it's fine to still use those if you need to. I'll also use a lot of puzzle pieces. So I'll have them put the puzzle together, big object, like four puzzles. Like I love the Melissa and Doug like train, put the ABC floor that puzzle together. There's so much you can do with that. But you know, I've got the whatever the pieces there for the A, you know, when you're looking for a B and then they find the B and you can make a three word phrase from the B, like that's a whatever's on the puzzle piece. You can make a three word phrase from that. And if I have to use a multiple word phrase or picture cards, I mean, if I have to use picture cards to help them, then I'm usually going to use one picture card that'll go throughout the activity, such as find, like find the big ball. And so a find, I might have a big picture of eyeballs or like look for the big ball because find can still be a little abstract. So look means you're like physically having to like look around on the floor. And then I also will narrow the choices down because really for these kiddos, you've got to make it very concrete. Again, I know I've said this very functional, very purposeful, but you also can't overload it with a bunch of extra talking about stuff that doesn't matter or a bunch of clutter on the floor, you know, so really make sure you all of your activities are very start, do, finish so you can clean them up be done with it and that they're fully engaged in the activity when they're doing the activity and then they're clear that that activity has been finished and put away when they get out a new activity. Those concepts are really key and really important when you're moving from single words to multiple word phrases and then the home program is you're giving everything that you do in therapy. So that starts to wrap up our podcast on how do I move from single words to sentences. I just love to talk about this stuff like in my nerdy speech therapist kind of way, but it's fun, cool stuff, especially when these kids start talking in sentences. And yeah, that's really how we make an impact and a difference. It's really cool to be a part of that. I mean, they're doing all the work. We're just the helper people, but it's very cool. So that's why I get excited about it. So I referenced several podcasts today. If you want to listen to more of our podcasts, check out the working. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of of the Working of Therapist, there, but an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for well, any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. I'd love to spend the time with you today. I'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist.